0: Welcome to this week's virtual Adrash. This week we have the incredible privilege of Parsha Shlach. And the Parsha contains what could only be described as one of the most dramatic and traumatic stories in the entire Torah, the Chitonag, the sin of the spies. What begins as a seemingly good idea to send in a group of distinguished individuals, righteous individuals, to literally spy out the land, go on a reconnaissance mission, see what's going on, so we can figure out the best way to develop our strategy so that we could go in and conquer. Going in was never in question. The job of the spies was to figure out the best strategy to go in and to engage the enemy, know your enemy. Therefore, you'll have there that that way you'll have a better, a better chance of Emirat shem being able to overcome and conquer him. But we know that unfortunately the entire plan devolves into something so negative and so terrible with the Miraklim coming back and not just simply delivering a disastrous report against Arizona, not just maligning the land, but ultimately maligning Moshe Rabbeinu, and unfortunately, unfortunately, even going so far so as to impugn the power of the ribano shal'olam. Almost as if to say the land is too difficult, the inhabitants are too strong. Not even HaKadosh Baruch Hu Chas V'Shalom could even go ahead and help us overcome such an enemy. And we know that even to this very day we feel the fallout of this Dark chapter in our national history. The Meraklum come back on the 9th of Av, they cry on the 9th of Av, and as the Gimara says, You cried for nothing on the 9th of Av, you cried for nothing. Khashbarach essentially says, Unfortunately, I will give you something to cry about for future generations on the 9th of Av. The loss of the first Beis Hamikdash, the loss of the second Beis Hamikdash, so many other tragedies experienced by our people throughout the millennia, all linked, all linked to this original Chet Hamraklum, sin of the spies. But before Moshe Rabbeinu dispatches them, he gives them a very clear mandate. He essentially gives them like a checklist of questions. Go ahead and see what are the inhabitants like. What are the cities like? But one of the interesting things that Moshe Rabbeinu does is as follows. This is in Parak Yud Gimel, Pasuk Chapter Thirteen, Verse Twenty. Moshe Rabinu says to the man. says to the spies like this: Umaha aretz, go and check out the land. Nohi imraza. Is it, Shemina literally means like like fat, like is it, is it fertile? Is it fertile? Or Raza? Or is it lean? Hayesh im ayim? Does it have fruit trees or not? aretz. Now literally translated, And be strong, strengthen yourselves, and take from the fruit of the tree. be yimei of him. And the Torah says, by the way, it was the grape harvest season. So when we read this Pasuk at first glance, the truth is, is pretty straightforward. Moshe in addition to checking out the strength of the inhabitants, also look at the actual, the actual agricultural strength of the land. Is the land fertile or is it arid and barren? Does it have fruit trees or not? And then Moshe says, bring back fruit. Bring back fruit. Now again, what was Moshe Rabbeinu's plan? Moshe Rabinu knew the answer to all the questions. He knew all of this because the truth is he knew the miracle weren't even necessary. He knew that Eretz Yisrael was fertile. He knew that the land produced such beautiful fruit. But again, he wanted Kalal Yisrael to get excited about entry into the land. So he says to the Meraglim, says to the spies, bring back fruit, bring back fruit. Fine. The Baal Shem says, but here's the problem. There's an extra word in the Pasek. The Torah says, mipri haaretz Literally, strengthen yourselves and take from the fruit of the land. Asks, I ask the Why does it have to say, V'hishchazaktem? Why does it have to say, make yourself strong? Just say, right? Again, let's go through the questions. Is the land fertile or is it barren? Right? Are there fruit trees? Are there not? And by the way, ulekachtem mipri haaretz, bring back fruit. Why be hizchazaktem, strengthen yourselves, make yourself chazak, vizchazatem, strengthen yourselves and bring back from the fruit of the land. Why is that one word necessary? And the Rebbe says something so incredibly beautiful and profound, absolutely magnificent. Hashem the Ba'ashem explains, because the Pasuk is not simply instructions to the Meraglim, but rather the Pasuk represents that phrase vizchazaktem ulakachem in priya aretz. Is an instruction that Moshe Rabbeinu gives all of us for successful and meaningful living. What does it mean? Listen to what the rabbi says. I want to quote to you. He says, Sometimes the greatest chizik, the greatest chizik, the greatest strength we can give ourselves is when you look at the cycle of agriculture. How does it work in agriculture? You take a seed. You take a seed, right? you look at that seed, it's beautiful, it's perfect, it's intact. What do you do? You put it into the ground. Now, what happens? What happens when you put it into the ground? The seed essentially decomposes. Decomposes. Verak achar Right? So, the seed begins to decompose. Now, you look at that and you say, give out. That's crazy. That's crazy. The seed was perfectly good. The seed was beautiful. It was perfect. It was intact. And now you're putting it into the ground. And now it's literally dissolving and disintegrating. Yet, the Rebbe says something amazing. It is only once the seed disintegrates hafach FS, once it becomes nothing, masil hazera Litsmoach, only then does the plant begin to grow. The perfectly intact seed has to go ahead and decompose into almost nothing until ultimately again it flourishes into something which will sprout forth tall and proud and beautiful from the ground. The Rebbe says, "Kain gam ha'odam. The same is true with man. Baal was teaching us a profound life lesson. That sometimes in life, or maybe for many of us often in life, we fail. And Sometimes like, you know, Hebra, we know like there, there are failures and then there are failures. And you know, in the aftermath of one of those dramatic life failures, sometimes I think to myself, you know what? I'm done. I'm done. Nothing, nothing is going to come through for me anymore, right? I, I'm kind of at the end of my rope over here. I just don't believe at the end of the day that I could really make anything of myself. I really feel that like I've just I've just reached the end. I, I just don't think there's any way I could rebound in any way. And then the Rebbe says, but remember, sometimes the greatest moments of growth come on the heels of failure. Sometimes when you fail, when I fail, I recognize the weaknesses I possess. I recognize the areas I have to work on. I see now the things that need work. It's almost as if failure exposes my Achilles heel. I know what I have to do. I know what I have to correct. I know what I have to fix. I know what I have to start doing or I know what I have to stop doing. Failure opens the door to such dramatic life growth. You see, here's the mistake in life. We often think that failure is a dead end and it's not true. Failure actually represents the opening of a brand new door. That's the power of failure. Fail now and open a brand new door to your future. Now, of course, it doesn't mean to go out and look for failure. But once you encounter it, which we all do, there's an incredible opportunity to use it as a platform, as a foundation and as a catalyst for an incredible life growth. And says the Rebbe, where do you see this from? You see it from the seed. You take a seed that is whole and intact. That's me. That's me. Right At some point, I'm a whole and intact entity. And then what happens? It gets buried in the ground. The seed gets all fashmutzed, literally covered by dirt. Sounds very much like me. I get myself into situations where I'm surrounded by all the wrong things, negative people, negative influences, life toxicity. And then as a result of that, that I'm covered in dirt, what ends up happening? I decompose. I decompose. I fall apart. I spiritually disintegrate. And in that moment, I'm like, "Okay, I'm done. I'm done. That's it. I've reached the end of the road and then something amazing happens. What does the seed do the moment it disintegrates? Then it begins to sprout. Then it begins to create life. Then it begins to break through the soil and ultimately create something so beautiful in this world. So to me, the moment that I am at my lowest, the moment that my personalistic seed has decomposed in the soil of life negativity represents the very moment that I have the ability to grow into something bigger and better and holier. And says the Rebbe, that's the message of Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu said to them raglim, this chazaktem, where do you take chizik from in life? Where should I get chizik from? All of us need chizik. We all need a little bit of strength in our life. Where do you get chizik from? u mi You want chizik? Chizik comes from the things that grow from the ground, from the fruits of the earth. Just look at how stuff grows in the natural world. And anything that's beautiful, that grows, comes from a decomposed seed. And it only grows once the seed decomposes. Take your chizik, take your personalistic life strength. Look at the natural world, see how everything grows strong only after decomposition and realize that same dynamic applies for me. Failure is not the end of the road. Failure is not the end of my story. Failure doesn't mean game over, lights out, shows over, just the opposite. Failure, the moment the seed decomposes, is the moment that dramatic growth begins. Maybe the Maragdim didn't listen to the advice of Moshe Rabbeinu, but hopefully we will and recognize. The moment that the personalistic seed decomposes is the moment that untold opportunity lies before us. Wishing everyone a good night of Shabbos and a beautiful Shabbos Kodesh.